Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Thirty-one twenty-four Chiefs. Thirty-seven twenty-four. Kansas City. Thirty-four. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay twenty-four. This is James Post Super Bowl fifty-five. And sorry for the quiet voice or the echo. I'm currently secluded in my bathroom trying to be quiet because Kim is currently sleeping right now. But I do have to give you my immediate post Super Bowl 55 thoughts where Tom Brady wins his seventh Super Bowl trophy and his fifth MVP award. What the F? Yo, it's nuts right now. All right, Tom Brady aside, just looking at the facts, seven Super Bowl wins, 10 trips. That's nuts, right? That's so nuts. Then you throw on top five Super Bowl MVPs, the only two where he didn't win were Julian Edelman and Dion Branch go off. Crazy, man. Crazy. So, also, the Chiefs played like ass. The Buccaneers were clamp, clamp, clamping all night long where the Buccaneers kept converting. They kept scoring. And it was so nice to watch because that Buccaneers offense in the first Three quarters, three full quarters were so dynamic and so electric. Yes, you could argue that the Buccaneers got bailed out by a couple penalties and a couple flags. So what? Those were true, legit flags that were thrown for the Tyron Matthew unsportsmanlike conduct and the offsides and the PI and the defensive holding. Those are all legit. I don't think any of the flags that the Chiefs got guilty for were soft BS calls. I think they were all legit, and I don't really think that the Buccaneers got bailed out for any cheap bleeping calls. So, bad play by the Chiefs, especially on defense. I've been saying this for two weeks, yo, that the Buccaneers' offense was so electric that the Chiefs' defense was not going to be able to keep up with them. And if the Buccaneers' defense made certain adjustments and made key plays that they were going to stop the Chiefs' offense, and they did, and they did, Tyreek Hill was clamped 
all night long. Travis Kelsey went to the first down yarder and turned for a curl route and caught everything that way. But still, that's not how you win a Super Bowl. The Buccaneers defense took advantage of the weak chief O-line and they abused, abused the backfield where Patrick, excuse me, Patrick Mahomes was always scrambling and running around. There was one play, though, where he was diving almost down by a sack, but still flicked the ball 30 yards. I think it was to Travis Kelsey, where he almost caught a touchdown, yo. But I think Levante David picked it off. That was nuts, man. That was so nuts. The entire game was so crazy. It was so fun. And it just felt so good to see Tom Brady win. Regardless of the uniform, regardless of being a Buccaneer, not a Patriot, I, I felt like a little kid again rooting for the Patriots and Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl with, oh, Brady and Gronk connecting on the first two touchdowns. Yo, that was so nice. That was so good. Oh, and then side note, if you follow Kim on Snapchat, you're going to see her story of my a picture of my forehead and a cut on it. It's because when the Buccaneers were down at the uh, like the one two yard line of the Chiefs, and they were trying to run it in with uh, Ronald Jones, <laughs> my my dumb butt was trying to like pretend I was the running back and take the ball and dive ahead. So my stupid bleep hit the the damn center console of the coach, and now I got a bump and a gash on my forehead because I'm so stupid like that. Um, no, I wasn't under the influence. At the time, or at least heavily, but <laughs> it's so funny. I'll, if I can get a picture, I'll post it on, on, on the YouTube video so you can see it. And It's not bad. I'm not like bleeding crazy or needing stitches, but it's just... Listen, when the Patriots or Tom Brady in this instance are playing key crucial games, I like to get involved into it, immerse myself in it. Like every kick, every PAT, my damn ass was sitting on the ground on my hardwood floor pretending I was the holder for Ryan Suckup. And then like every key defensive third down play, I was pretending I was on the line of scrimmage like I was JPP or Nadamik and Sue lining up, blitzing um, Patrick Mahomes. And then my favorite thing is when the Chiefs were going for, I think their second field goal, I believe it was in the first quarter. I was pretending I was one of the guys in the line of scrimmage when the ball was snapped. I was running to go block it. It, I almost lost my footing and ran into a bookcase that I have in my living room. Oh, it was so funny. But all that aside, Tom Brady, seven-time Super Bowl champion, five-time Super Bowl MVP. You just don't get better than that. Like I don't. Like, I understand people picking the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, but how do you go against the GOAT? How? They beat, oh, they beat the football team. They beat the Saints, the Packers. Like, that team was clicking. That team was rolling. They were getting healthier, better, stronger. It was just, I just, like, my obviously, every and all pick for, for the Super Bowl was probably way off. I think everybody probably picked the over, including myself, 56 and a half points. in this game was 40 combined points. But, oh, my goodness, it was such a good game. It was so electric. It was so fun to watch. And I literally felt like I was a kid rooting for the Patriots with Tom Brady and Gronkowski, both playing for the Buccaneers. Just Brady alone felt 
made me feel like I was rooting for the Patriots to win. But, oh, it was so, so satisfying to see Tom Brady win his seventh Super Bowl and his fifth MVP award. It really was. And to just throw it in everybody's face who picked the Chiefs to win or everybody's face who thinks Patrick Mahomes is better. Oh, it's so satisfying. It really, really is. Those are my initial uh, end-of-the-game thoughts right now. But I'm going to turn it back over to current me, who's going to give you the full woe down of Super Bowl 55, where the Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs 31-9. to uh, Current Murph, take it over. Happy Monday, everybody. It is officially, sadly, over in terms of football season. Hopefully, you were able to enjoy the 2020 NFL season for whatever team you were rooting for. Welcome to episode 13 of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. This is going to be a little sad topic because this is the last time we're really going to talk about football, excluding the draft and free agency, but that's not for a few weeks and months ahead of us. But with the Super Bowl being yesterday, we do need to recap the events from Super Bowl 55. And like yesterday, I am joined by my wonderful, beautiful fiance, Kimberly Lynch. Hello, hello. So I tried to convince her to do the intro for this episode, and I thought it would be so funny if she was like, Happy Monday! <laughs> but um, she didn't want to do it, which is totally fine. But we do have so much to discuss about the game. It was one for the ages, some considered to be very boring. For me, it was not boring. Babe, how was the game for you? Um, I think it could have been a little bit more interactive such as the Chiefs only getting field goals but it was a good game especially with the first touchdown by Gronk first like, two touchdowns two touchdowns my bad especially with that because it's I feel like it brought back those Patriot days the Tampa Bay Patriots Brady Gronk Antonio Brown scoring the touchdowns oh it was such a good game and yes you bring up the field goals with the Chiefs which is so interesting because they're a high-powered, dynamic offense where they can score at will. So them only scoring nine points or three field goals, is that a, a saying towards the Chiefs offense playing bad or is that the Buccaneers defense playing great? Ooh, I feel like it's more the defense for the Bucks okay. since... I mean, the Chiefs made it to the Super Bowl. It's not like they have a, a bad offense. Right, <laughs> so. right. So it must be the Bucks, the good defense. Me personally, I think it's both deserve. Well, the defense deserves credit and the offense deserves criticism. The Chiefs' offense made plays. They pushed the ball down the field. They were in um, scoring. They weren't in the red zone, but they were in scoring position. Obviously, kicking three field goals. They had the opportunities to capitalize. A few incompletions in the end zone that they weren't able to capitalize on. Resulting, like I said, in the nine points, three t- uh, field goals. But that Bucks defense, though, babe, all they played the best defense I've seen all year, let alone against the Chiefs' offense. Um, I just think their strategy of doubling Tyreek Hill, which I've been saying for two weeks now, <laughs> to put a, your corner, fastest cornerback and safety top over the help, and what did they do? They did that exact thing. And what did the uh, Buccaneers do with Travis Kelsey? They put Levante David or Devin White on Kelsey, and they just stuck to him. Yes, Kelsey still had a relatively good game, 
but Tyreek Hill played like cheeks. He was, I don't want to say he was bad. The entire offense was bad. If we're going to point fingers, you can point it at the offensive line or Patrick Mahomes, but the offense period was bad. Um, did you think it was, uh, I mean, I know you kind of mentioned that you wish it was closer, but did you think it was boring at all? Um, A lot of people do. I can see how people can think it was boring. I I mean, I feel like if it if Brady wasn't in it, or Gronk, or whatever, I think it would have been boring. But the fact that it was Brady, mm-hmm. I don't think it was that boring because I wasn't in, into it. But I can see how people can think it is. So yeah, this boring. game is... If you're not a fan of the Chiefs or the Buccaneers, it's very hard to pick a side. You're either going to root for history in Tom Brady or root for the second coming in Patrick Mahomes. And I feel like this game, if your team wasn't in it, then it it was so dividing because either people wanted Mahomes to win his second and, you know, the passing of the torch from Brady or for Brady to win his seventh. And it was like people were just so, you know, divided and bipolar about it. Obviously, us personally, we wanted Brady to win his seventh because, you know, as he was playing out there uh, with AB, with Gronk, I mean, you can, you know, exclude them. It felt like the Patriots were kind of in it because of Brady. And I've mentioned this before that Brady's an extension of of our team, essentially. So wherever he is, I'm going to root for him. He just happens to be in Tampa. He could be in Jacksonville and I would be the biggest Jaguars fan because that's how much I love Tom Brady. And I really think most of New England felt that same way rooting for the Buccaneers last night. It was a really good game early up until halftime. It was a two-possession game. It was 21-9. to uh, What is that? 13, 14, no, what is that? 12 points? Why can't I do math? That's only, yeah, it's only 12 points. That's mm-hmm. two possessions. And um, it was a really good game. I think the defense really, on both sides, played very well early. Uh, Buccaneers were able to kind of capitalize where the Chiefs weren't, and I really think that was the difference there because the Chiefs didn't lose the, the Chiefs' offense didn't lose the game, the Bucks' offense didn't lose the uh, the Bucks' defense didn't lose the game either. So defenses played a big role in it. Halftime show. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it was too short. It felt it was very simple short. and short. It felt very short. And I know you were talking about this during it. If Drake. Came yes. Into it. I mean, I feel like if that would happen, that would have been a lot better. But I just, I for this uh, halftime show, I would have thought because of what this year has brought to us, mm-hmm. that would have been a little bit better. Okay. I think it was just simple, which simple is not bad. It's just because of the halftime show, it. I feel like it could have been a little bit better. So. Obviously, I don't want to be quoted on this, but looking back at recent Super Bowl halftime shows, there's always been like either a surprise guest or, you know, a cameo from somebody. And this year there wasn't. It was just the weekend. And there's no, you know, bashing on him. I think he did very well. He played a lot of popular songs. And you and I were both grooving the whole time. But a lot of people found it boring. But I just feel like people just don't know either who The Weeknd is or just don't like his music. And that's fine. But you can't say it's bad for that reason. And I can totally understand the point of it being short. It was like only 20-minute halftime show, which recent history, it's like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And it's like it's almost like an hour long. And it feels like it's so long for the, the teams playing because halftime is usually 15 minutes for them. But instead, it's longer. However, this halftime show was shorter, which I think kind of helped the Chiefs, uh, not the Chiefs, the Buccaneers, to just get back on the field, play their game, and ultimately take control of it. 
All in all though, I know a bunch of people didn't like it. They hated the halftime show. Me personally, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I thought it was awesome. And I do have to admit, those masked dancers look like they're wearing tidy whities I'm not going to Well, lie. keep in mind, think of Katy Perry and her halftime show. That's true. That's that was people didn't crazy. Like it. I mean, yeah, people didn't like it, but I felt like that was more interactive and stuff. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I, I know some people don't like Katy Perry, but I mean. We look at last year's with uh, J-Lo and um, Shakira. Shakira. and Like, that was a very entertaining halftime show for a lot of people, but a lot of people also didn't like it because they were, quote-unquote, showing too much skin yeah. or shaking too much butt. And, like... It's Shakira. I, I, yeah, it's She's Shakira. She's got to shake it. I, I get it. I get your stance on that for kind of being iffy about the whole dancing from, you know, the female dance, singers and dancers. But, you know, football, it's a halftime show. They're going to put on a show, and that's what they did. They played their songs. They played great music. And that's just how it is. Not every halftime show is going to be a home run. I think this year's was really good. Last year's, I can't remember when the last bad halftime show was. Mm-hmm. I really can't remember. Um, cause the year before that was Maroon 5. That was pretty good. People were saying bad things about Maroon 5. People are going to say bad things about anybody and everybody. And that's kind of sad. Okay. Back to football. Back to football. Tom Brady wins his seventh. Thoughts? Ooh, thoughts. I feel like it was, I feel, so, mm. the fact that it was Brady and not Patriots, which is Okay, because I'm still going to be a Brady fan. I hate the people that are hate that hate Brady because they left the Patriots. They're like, they're idiots. I don't I'm understand that. I'm just going to say it. Because you're not going to root for Brady because he left the Patriots does not mean that he's a bad person. He's still a great quarterback. Just on a side note, I don't want to interrupt you, but Brady left because Bill Belichick didn't want to pay the man and give him a a contract that Brady thought was reasonable. With Brady got two years, fifty million from the Buccaneers. That's twenty-five each year. And for Tom Brady, the way that he plays, yes, he didn't play good in twenty nineteen, but he had no one to throw the ball to. Twenty-five million dollars for a top-tier quarterback, a top ten quarterback, is a bargain. You're looking at Patrick Mahomes, who's making uh, forty-five, fifty million dollars. Deshaun Watson's making forty. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. All the big name quarterbacks are making $35 million and Tom Brady just wanted 25 And you can't pay the man. I understand that the, uh, the salary cap was tight, but you can easily have made moves to clear up. And you would have been in the playoffs this year. Not going to say you would win the Super Bowl, but you would easily easily been in the playoffs this year. But you didn't and you offered the man one year for $13 million. So I don't blame him for walking out the door on you, taking his talents to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay and winning the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, babe. Keep going. Also, especially since Tampa Bay had Brady, Gronk, and Antonio Brown, but it's just he brought a team who not very well, who was not very good. They sucked last year. Thank you. And years before. And brought him to the Super Bowl. Now, keep in mind, we all thought that last year would Brady be back could he retire I know Giselle wants him to retire she's been wanting to retire for like Like, the past (laughs) five six seven years now but since he did win Super Bowl seven and had Gronk in it and Mm -hmm. the first 
touchdown was with Gronk, I think it would be a not a smart idea, but like a legend legendary idea to retire. It's I really think that Brady he's been saying he wants to play till forty five and next year he'll be he'll be forty four. It'll be his age forty four season and he only has one more year left with the Buccaneers. So that leaves him with one year to go playing in terms of what he wants to do um, with his little uh, map of life or whatever. I can't think of the words. But I do want to go off of your point of saying that he took a bad Buccaneers team. Now, in 2019, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were 7-9 and without Tom Brady. This year, they were, would they go, 11-5? Uh, and So they he plused four wins in the regular season. Then he plused four wins in the playoffs. So what is that? 16-5. and um, let's just look at the regular season for argument's sake. He's a plus four in terms of wins. Um, New England Patriots last year were 12 and four. And they lose Tom Brady and then they go seven and nine. So looking at the law of averages, Tom Brady accounts for four and a half wins. Four and a half wins. You're in the playoffs. You wouldn't have got the first seed because the, um, uh, the Chiefs were 14 and two, but... You would have, uh, I guess, you would have had to win the division. You, you would have been in the playoffs, basically what I'm saying. And you would have won the first round, second round. I don't want to go that far, but 12 and four last year to seven and nine. That's minus five wins. And the Buccaneers were seven and nine, and they finished 11 and five, uh, 11 and five in the regular season, which is plus four wins. Tom Brady is four and a half game difference. And you let him go because you didn't want to pay him? This looks so bad, Bill. You better turn it around this offseason and make this team a contender. And you don't have to win the Super Bowl, but a contender. I have a thought. So. You are a thought. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Anyways, if Brady has a contract for one more year with the Bucks, correct? Yes. So that leads him to 44? Yes. And say... Doesn't make it a Super Bowl, say he, but they do very well. Mm-hmm. What if he signs with a different team when he's forty-five? For, for, for when he turns forty-five hmm. for a year contract. Yep. And they go to the Super Bowl, but what if it was like the Jets? I was gonna say, could that team be the Patriots, please? <laughs> Maybe he goes back to the Patriots. I really think that after winning the Super Bowl, after the end of next year, I don't think the Bucks will let him walk. I really think that they'll let keep him retire in Tampa, yada yada yada. Florida, it's nice weather. I I don't see Tom Brady leave. I mean, I said this in New England. I just don't see him leaving. But he left, so it's definitely on the table for him to leave. But I think at this point, he has nothing else to prove. I really don't see him wanting to take that journey to try to take a crapshoot team and make them a contender. I also don't see him going to the Jets just because it's New York. If anything, probably another warm climate team. Just so him and Giselle Panthers, can... Panthers? I don't know. Panthers, maybe? I, they got some question marks at quarterback. We don't know what they're going to do. But, uh... I said Jets because the Jets suck. The but. Jets are miserable. They are dismal. But I think Tom Brady will finish his career in Tampa Bay. Uh, especially after winning the Super Bowl this year. Obviously, next year, they are uh, the second favorites. Chiefs being the favorites to win next year, followed by the Buccaneers. As long as you have Tom Brady, that team is going to be a in the playoffs, a contender, and in Super Bowl discussions, however long he plays. He could play till 50, and teams are talking about 
Oh, Tom Brady and insert team here. Oh, yeah. Super Bowl. <sighs> After halftime. After the halftime. I know we're <laughs> jumping all over the place, but that's what we do. Unscripted, right? So... <laughs> After the halftime, the uh, the Buccaneers just ran the game, ran away with the. They scored 10, 10 points in the second half. Chiefs scored only a field goal. I'm sorry, it was twenty one to six at halftime. I apologize. Still fifteen point game. Still two possession game. So the Chiefs were still very much in it. Then the second half, the Buccaneers scored ten. The Chiefs only scored three points. Still a field goal. But it just felt like the uh, the Buccaneers were in so much control. They were in complete control on offense running the ball. They were in complete control of defense. Now, the Chiefs did make it a little interesting gambling and going for it. Mahomes was scrambling out of the pocket, trying to make these big plays, which ultimately failed. Did look nice and flashy, and it kind of gave the game a little uh, sense of, uh, hope. of hope and uh, competition that they weren't going to roll over. And... Boy, that offensive line for the Chiefs was so bad. Mahomes was under duress the whole game. And there there was one play where Mahomes was getting tackled. I forget by who. But he was literally horizontal with the ground, like parallel with the ground, and still threw a ball 30 yards that Travis Kelsey, I believe, almost caught it for a touchdown. I don't know how he makes that throw, first of all, because that, that was a, that was a dime of a throw. But the uh, the Buccaneers defense was still rock solid no matter what. No matter how long the play was, no matter how much Mahomes was trying to extend it, the Buccaneers secondary was still locking down the, the receivers. The front four, the front seven of the Bucs was still wreaking havoc, making noise, and delivering pressure on Mahomes. From your perspective, how did Mahomes play? Um, well, wasn't he, quote-unquote, injured with his toe? Big toe. Big left big, toe. Big toe. Sorry. It's going to have surgery on it this off season. Oh, I did not know that. That's actually kind of sad. Okay. Well, <laughs> have fun with that. Rehab. He's Rehab fine. He's, he's, he's got good. 500 million. He's fine. Yeah. He's he's set for life. He's good. Yeah. But, I mean, there were good passes. He did throw well. It was just our defense definitely was just there. It was there. But all there. there was either Hill or Kelsey. I think it was either or who was always wide open. Kelsey, every time. Which I didn't understand that. Runs to the line of scrimmage, turns around, catches the ball. He did that the entire first half. And then, which I mentioned, the Bucks make adjustments and they did. I mentioned, I think, on Wednesday, the team that makes the correct adjustments will win. And that was the Buccaneers. Yeah. Well, I just remember every, it was like by the third play, it was like the same play. Every three, like, it was ridiculous. I feel like after the second, you would want to change your lineup or something. Try to make some kind of adjustment something changes change. to stop, right? Since he kept, he's going to, we could just do that all Super Bowl long, the game long. Yeah, I love your point there with um, with him just doing that all game long, because he literally did that all game long. I'm looking at the stats here. He had 10 receptions for 133 yards. He is, I've, I've gone back and forth with Kittle and Kelsey I think Kittle's the better blocker. He's just as good as a receiver. But Kelsey was super consistent late into the season, all postseason. 8, 9, 10. He had 13 receptions in the AFC game. But he goes for 10 for 133. Clearly the best weapon for the Chiefs all game, all day long. But looking on the other side of the ball, Tampa Bay, their offense was so spread out. 
Gronkowski, six receptions. Fournette, four receptions. Antonio Brown, five receptions. Uh, Mike Evans had one catch for 31 yards. Really nothing special out of him, and he's their best receiver, their best threat. But that's just how strong the Buccaneers' offense is and how good they are with their weapons that they're able to go to someone else. Antonio Brown, obviously one of the best wide receivers in recent memory, but he is their probably third, fourth option in that offense, and he's able to step up catching a touchdown as well. How did you feel? I know Antonio Brown played one game with the Patriots. He was here in New England for nine days. But how did it feel to see Antonio Brown, with his history, catch a Super Bowl touchdown? I mean, I think it was good, especially with him. Like, okay, I know he has a rough past, and now that he has gone through, say, like, rehab and everything and counseling, I've heard. Ignore that. Sorry. The... The, the computer decided to play a clip from the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. No, All right, keep going. Anyways, <laughs> I know he's had a rough path, and I'm not a fan of him, but he is a good player. So, with that being said, he did well with the Patriots, and I feel like it was a good, not a good thing, but a good thing to be with the Tampa Bay because it was Brady and Gronk, which was... Patriots. Yeah, and I think regardless where Brady went, Jacksonville, there was rumors about Oakland, there was rumors about him going to, uh, I think there was Carolina rumors for a mm. little bit, there was Colts rumors, wherever you want to, uh, Miami even, that was a big one in the offseason last year. Gronk and Antonio Brown were going to join him no matter where. I can't say that about Leonard Fournette because he was still with the Jaguars at the time, but either way, wherever Brady ended up, it could have been in uh, Bumble, Bleep, Middle of Nowhere, uh, they were going to fall in there. That's just how it was. That's how it is. And it was so good to see Brady connect with those two guys. Like you said, it kind of felt like it was a little Patriot vibe. Patriot connection definitely served them well. That just shows how good that offense is weaponized. Like I said, being able to go to your third, fourth, fifth option, that's just how deep they are. That's how good they are. And that chemistry is something else really is especially with the whole COVID situation no training camps no preseason games and took them the whole year but they eventually showed up and played their best game both offensively and defensively in Super Bowl 55. I do want to jump back to the Chiefs because I do want to correct myself when I said Tyreek Hill had a bad game his first half probably the first three quarters were really bad uh, the whole Chiefs offense was really bad in the you know first three quarters then they turn it on, you know, they try to make some noise. Ultimately, they failed. But Tyreek Hill finishing with seven receptions for 73 yards is nothing to uh, shoot over your head. But a lot of that is garbage time. Patrick Mahomes, 270 yards, zero touchdowns, and two interceptions for your favorite player, for your quote-unquote best player in the NFL. And he chokes. This is a pure choke job by Patrick Mahomes. Babe, your thoughts on what I just said. Now, do you think that he, quote-unquote, choked because of the Tampa Bay and Brady and such, or because of the, con quote-unquote, concussion protocol that oh. he you was in a few weeks prior to that? So, I think that was going to happen. Or the toe. I don't think it's either, because if it was the head, he wouldn't be playing. I don't think he should have played the AFC Championship game. He did. They're saying he passed and cleared everything. It wasn't as bad as they thought. He ends up playing. Great game. 
okay. Now we're just worrying about the toe. Regardless of the toe, when he walks, it looks like he has crap in his pants. That's just how it is. But I'm not going to blame this on the toe. The Chiefs were dinged up on their offensive line, having their like third string tackle out there or whatever. But at the end of the day, the Buccaneers defense made the plays with the two interceptions, tons of incom- uh, forced incompletions, stopping them on third down, bending and not breaking on their side of the field, forcing the Chiefs to go for field goals. I think it's a combination of poor play from the Chiefs because I think they were a little ahead of themselves thinking that, oh, high offense, best team in the league, we're going to win. And then the Buccaneers defense really stepping up and proving that they are, that they have the best defense in the league, which they clearly do. And I will admit that the Packers also have a great defense, but they were nowhere in that NFC championship game. Now your thoughts. Now I see rumors, okay, Facebook people. (laughs) About how Super Bowl was rigged because last year, you know, Chiefs won. This year, Brady is new to Tampa Bay, wants to make another Super Bowl, have another ring, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Thoughts? So, it's so hard to go back-to-back in the Super Bowl, to win back-to-back Super Bowls. It hasn't been done since the 2003-2004 Patriots, and I think that's going to stand for a long time. Uh, Chiefs winning it last year, being so close to win it this year, I don't want to say it was rigged. I, I really don't want to believe that. And I don't think it was. There's a lot of people bitching and complaining about the referees handing the, uh, the Buccaneers the game. But if you look at all of the penalties that the Chiefs were called for, they're all by the book. You can't hold as an offensive lineman, and with the Bucks defense so damn good and fast, you're going to end up holding them, and that's going to cost you 10 yards. The pass interference play where I forget who it was, but it was a cornerback for the, uh, the Chiefs, fell down and knocked down Mike Evans where he slips and falls where he couldn't catch a ball. That's 15 yards or a spot foul. I, I just don't see why they're complaining about Oh, the Chiefs were called for all this and all that, and the Bucks weren't. Regardless if the refs quote-unquote fixed the game, you can't fix a 22-point loss. There's no way that the Chiefs can give the Buccaneers a three-touchdown win. If it was a one-score game, maybe two, there's a conversation to be had there. But when it's 22 or three-touchdown point uh, touchdown game, the, the, uh, the referees aren't fixing that. That's just poor play by the Chiefs. And great play by the Buccaneers, and every hater out there can pound sand about it. Whether you hate Brady, or you love Mahomes and you wanted him to win, or you really think that this game was fixed, go pound sand. The Buccaneers won that fair and square. The Chiefs were a no-show, and they just straight up sucked. So those are my thoughts. All right, then. More thoughts. I know how... My prediction, your prediction, everyone else's prediction was a lot higher than what actually happened. Oh, so the over-under was 56.5 points. We talked about that yesterday. Uh, what is that? Oh, no, I can't do the math right now. 30, 30, no, oh my God, I'm not even going to do the math. Whatever, 56.5 points. Yep. Everyone probably took the over on that, expecting it to be a 30-30 game, uh, you know, 35-28 game, one-score game. But the under, it was a combined 40-point game, so 16 points were missing. No one saw that coming. 
I didn't see it coming. You didn't see it coming. I don't think anyone listening saw that coming because the Chiefs are so good on offense. They can score at will. Their offense is so high-powered. The Buccaneers held their end of the bargain. They scored their 31 points, and that's more than half of the over-under. But the Chiefs failed to hold up their end of the bargain, and I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that I didn't take the over-under. I don't condone sports betting. I think it's stupid, but sometimes we like to uh, dabble with the gambling. I didn't take the over-under. I'm glad I didn't, and whoever took the under, good for you. Round of applause <laughs> if you took the under good because luck. no one saw that coming. Uh, my goodness, 31 to 9, 40 points combined. It was, the Buccaneers held their end of the bargain, but people still think it was a boring Super Bowl because the Chiefs didn't play well. Go pound sand. Because my, no, my prediction was 34 to 28. Yes. I thought it was going to be a close game. I thought it was going to be good and a lot higher than what it was because it's Patrick Mahomes. It's Mahomes. Yes. Yes. And it's Brady. Two great quarterbacks. Excellent. Chiefs, great team. But I guess not. Buccaneers scored 31 points, and everybody who had the Bucks had them scoring at least 30 points. And everyone who had the Chiefs scoring, uh, winning the Super Bowl had the Chiefs scoring 30-plus points. Well, you're missing a few points there, bud. <laughs> I mean, like I said, the Chiefs had ample opportunities to score touchdowns where they settled for three field goals. Other times they were down in the Buccaneers' end, and they just couldn't either convert or they couldn't capitalize. I really don't think this game was a close game come halfway through the fourth quarter. I really don't. And you can't count out third the third quarter. Yeah, right. Third quarter, the, yeah, not you, even. You could say that, but we have to give the Chiefs' offense respect. They can score at will. They can score two touchdowns in literally three minutes. But that's why I didn't want to count them out at all during this game until it was like five minutes left, and it was still a three-possession game. That's a little tough. That's way too tough. And if you're a Chiefs fan, that doesn't sit well with you. You're angry. You got fuel for next year. You can't let this loss get the best of you. But if you're the Buccaneers fan or a Patriots fan, you're feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. You're feeling pretty good. And I wonder how all of you are feeling pretty good. Whether you are rooting for the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots. Wow. The Bu- <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Whether you're rooting for the Buccaneers, whether you're rooting for the Chiefs, how are you feeling this morning? What are your thoughts? I do want to know. You can tweet at me. You can message me at Murphs underscore Boston ST where the ST stands for sports talk. Yes. If you're watching on YouTube, comment down below. I want to hear what your thoughts are. If you haven't already and you enjoy this video, definitely like it if you may. And if you can, if you're new to the channel, subscribe for more. And is there any final thoughts, babe, before we wrap up this Monday's edition of Merce Boston Sports Talk? Just everyone be safe and enjoy your Monday afternoon. Hopefully you're out of work soon. Hopefully. And I do want to say thank you for coming on for back-to-back episodes. It was truly fun and was a pleasure. And I think everyone else kind of enjoyed it. And definitely want to hear more of your thoughts. Because other than just me talking, I get to have a conversation with someone. (laughs) And people get to listen to a beautiful voice like yours. Well, thank you. Thank you. So, you are welcome. (laughs) Moving forward, there may be a little bit more news about football and the Super Bowl 
with the coming days, maybe the coming weeks. But the football chatter will definitely take a big tone down with the Super Bowl and the season being over and completed. The next big news that's coming out are free agents and, you know, the Patriots, who are they going to re-sign, who they want to sign, trading, such as that. The draft is not for a couple months. That's down the road. But as we turn the page at the end of the 2020 NFL season, we can definitely look ahead towards the Celtics and how they're playing, the Bruins and how they're playing, and the Red Sox and their season that's soon to come. Babe, any early thoughts about the Red Sox before we uh, wrap it up? Oh, see, I'm not much of a... They suck, I know. Yeah. Just, let's suck. just call it that. All right. Uh, good talk. Bruins, Celtics playing well. I can't wait to see how they, uh, how good they do after bouncing back from their postseason losses last year. They're both on fire. They're both playing very well and definitely have good chances at making a, um, whether it is a final run for the Celtics or a Stanley Cup final run for the Bruins. And if we're talking about the Red Sox, I don't see them making no World Series run anytime soon. So with that being said, thank you everybody for listening to Monday's edition of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. Kim and I have been having a blast doing this and maybe if she wants, we can get her on a little more often, once a week, who knows? We shall see. We shall see indeed. But until then, until the next episode, I will. That's why you say see ya. Oh, see ya. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.